You're listening to the Film Marketing Academy podcast, the audio series dedicated to helping filmmakers create better film marketing campaigns faster. Join your host, Pascal Fintoni, for what promises to be an exciting and intriguing voyage of discovery filled with advice, stories, and film marketing ideas. Thank you for tuning in. And now, on with today's episode of the Film Marketing Academy podcast. This week in Film Marketing, we're going to be talking about the film The Shallows, released in 2016. Now, inevitably, because it's a shark movie, parallels are going to be drawn to Jaws, the blockbuster from 1975. But before we get into any of the discussions about The Shallows, I think we should dive in, no pun intended, to the trailer. Did you say the name of this Thirty-two seconds. Uh -uh. So Pascal, another shark movie, and actually quite a tense, scary shark movie. Oh, oh, indeed. So I have seen The Shallows three times now, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. I think may suggest how much I'm enjoying it. And frankly, after discussing it today and doing the research for the marketing, I am now, I want to watch it a, a fourth <laughs> time. But I, I will confess, perhaps like 
most people out there, I was thinking, hmm, am I going to be able to enjoy the movie without forever being distracted by, you know, my mind jumping into the 1977 blockbuster that is Joe's, one of my all-time favorites, one that we covered in film marketing about a year ago now. And I'm, I, I'm glad to report, as you can tell by the way in which I'm doing this, that Actually, you don't. You you just are completely taken by this horror survival, which is what the director wanted to produce, and can be taken by you know the story of how will the main protagonist, played by Blake Lively, how will she get out of this alive? Yeah, and and I think for me, Pascal, it's got a shark in it, and that's probably the only connection that it has with Jaws, if truth be told, because it was it's mainly the shark versus. Blake Lively. Okay, there are a couple of other incidental characters, one of which is a seagull, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. But it's mainly Blake Lively versus the shark, isn't it? So you haven't got this big community of people. You haven't got this the secondary story of the idiot politician who won't listen to the expert. You haven't got the the guy with the fishing boat with the past history of of of, of the war experience and that sort of thing. It's just genuinely a very tense, very well-made film of one person versus a very scary animal. And for that reason, I think, as I said, it, it, it isn't really comparable to Jaws in any other way than it's got a shark, that they've both got sharks in them. Interestingly, the what what, I, what, I, what happens and often, and actually I brought that, that up you know, earlier in the, in, the, in the show, this idea of people complaining about the movie before they even saw it. Mm-hmm. And what I think is to the credit of the filmmakers and producers, they did not react to the naysayers and to the negative criticism. They got on with the production, and importantly, they got on with the promotion. And pretty much, I would say, by and large, people's opinions were changed once they saw the movie, because I would agree with you. It's filmed very differently. It's beautifully filmed, I would argue. The sound design is very, very different. Some of the angles and some of the shots from actually being under the water or from the aerial views are unique, uh, provide a unique tone of voice. And you're right, it's a different story um, altogether. And I'm sure Steven Spielberg didn't go ahead creating Jaws to stop every other filmmakers exploring the theme of you know man versus beast. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because I, I guess when you look back at Jaws, the original film, we all know it was a big plastic shark, don't we? And mm. if the, if anybody had any criticism of the original um jaws film it was when it jumped up at the end onto the boat it was so obvious it was a plastic shark that it that really suspended your disbelief a bit too much and we that's why we know that spielberg spent so much of the film avoiding showing it and used the musical cues and the the point of view shots in, in, instead whereas here we've got a cgi shark which actually looks scarily realistic i mean i was actually in awe of how good the cgi is in this because let's face it i was thinking about this we've seen cgi dinosaurs we've seen cgi aliens and everything but more or less always when we see big cgi monsters they're on land aren't they but to actually get the cgi shark in the water so where did the cgi end and where did the the water start i just couldn't work out where that was and for me if you can't see it then they've absolutely nailed it. And for me, that allows you to just play along with the movie. You watch mm. this movie to be entertained for, mm. for the thrilling element, 
for the kind of trying to guess, well, how will she and what will she come up with as the solution to, to, to the problem? And it just felt like something that you could definitely buy and have have on your shelf alongside yours and all the others because it's just a different experience um, altogether. And can I just mention very, very quickly, because we heard it in the trailer, which I think is part of why it's an exciting movie to talk about, the music and the soundtrack by Marco Beltrami mm. creates the tension as well. Mm. And, and I think it's just saying it, it's absolutely great. And um, what is interesting, uh, critics and professionals from the world of the movies made a parallel with Jaws, but not in terms of the story, but in terms of its success mm. and of course, you know, of its marketing saying, you know, the shallows by all accounts is a low budget movie, you know, in the realms of 10 to 15 million dollars and literally made that money movie money back 10 times over mm. fold, mm. you know? So, so I think it's a success financially. It's also a success from the storytelling point of view, but it didn't have the, the best of, of starter, the best of, of momentum with again, the, the negative um, f- feedback before anyone had ever seen the movie. Yeah. Now, Pascal, you've done the research for this mm. one and you've uncovered an absolute treasure trove of marketing stuff. Now, if I actually quickly scroll down here in front of me, we could be talking about this for the next week. I, I mean, for a low budget movie, they certainly managed to create a monumental amount of marketing momentum. So how are we going to how are we going to dive into this? So using that t- a pun again, I apologize. We go must ahead. use as many puns as, as we can. So for, for this review to go swimmingly, uh, we, we're going to essentially <laughs> take you, abuse and listeners, through the, the, the main thrust of the, of the marketing campaign, primarily trailers and posters and, and um, press coverage and so on. But then we've done some research for you on the social media campaigns. And there's some very, very clever tactics that I think is also wonderful because they have mirrored the, the the styling and the cinematography in terms of visuals but they also know what this movie is you know it's both an homage to the classic it's also a survival horror one and they're not afraid sometimes to be a little tongue-in-cheek and a little witty with, with what they do to play with the audience but it all began on the 16th of March 2016 with Blake Lively putting together a teaser video clip, which you actually see in the film, of an aerial shot of of the sea. It's about 15 seconds. And frankly, if you blink, you just go, what is this? If you watch it over and over again, because it's so, so high, such an extreme kind of um, height, you will spot the um, surfboard bitten by the shark, and you will spot spot the the rock where Blake Lively spends pretty much the majority of, of the movie. And, and, well, of course, you're going to use the power of your star with over 9 million followers on Instagram and so on and so forth. So, But the, the campaign, per se, began on the 18th of March with a incredibly thrilling and scary, I would say, first teaser trailer. That 90-second you know, trailer, carefully crafted, as we've, we've seen before, with the, the three segments. You know, um, What I loved about the initial teaser, it begins with literally um, the viewer in the water. You've got mm. this incredible POV where the camera is you know, literally under the water, above the water, under the water, uh, as if you're swimming, and you can just hear somebody in the distance shouting, help me. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very powerful. And again, it harks back uh, to Jaws as well, I guess, with those POV mm. shots under the water. 
Uh, as a little uh, you know, nod to the marketing campaign, the, this um, teaser trailer is now available on the official Sony Pictures channel, and it's got an amazing YouTube thumbnail of Blake Lively uh, in peril, you know, hanging onto that kind of floating platform, which more is revealed as you watch the film. I think that's an important one because future trailers and videos have a different thumbnail, so they thought even about about that static image to be part of the experience. And, and we also see the, well, we hear, forgive me, the uh, the music from Michael Beltrami. Days later, 22nd of March, we have the official poster and absolutely love this poster. Again, I'm going to use the S word, simple, simplicity. Mm. A surfboard with two feet dangling down from the surfboard. But obviously, it's a POV shot from the shark's point of view, isn't it? Underneath the water. And it just absolutely nails the brief. It nails also the, the look and feel of the movie. You know, yeah. the, the water looks exquisite in that movie. Yeah. Uh, I love, uh, for people like about graphic design, you know, using the, the rule of thirds and, and that kind of things. And of course, it reveals for the first time, I think, you know, the, the strong line of what would once in the deep is now in the shallows yeah um actually i think that's a nod to jaws because um chief brody learns that most shark attacks happens in, in shallow water mm-hmm. uh, on the 4th of may you have the second official trailer which we watched together yeah tells more about the characters or stories i love as well about how it's it sells you know the the challenge of crossing the water the distance all, all that is is in there as well and we've got um a second um stra- tagline which i'm not as fond as the first one i must confess not just another day at the beach but it's time to bring that element of tongue-in-cheek and, and humor into it as well i think i agree with you i think the second tagline isn't as strong as the first but i do like its playfulness and and maybe that is it was a lead into some of the more humorous elements of the social media campaign that came a bit later. Absolutely. So, you know, this is the business of filmmaking. Uh, Jay Horton in Content Spotlights told us as much. So, of course, you've got to go to the Cannes Film Festival, leading up to, obviously, a final trailer. And I want to quickly mention that this final trailer is an anomaly to me. I, I don't mind it so much. You know, you've got to try things. You've got to be brave in, in marketing. But... You end up with this strange um, mashup between the, the teaser trailer and the second trailer, but the background has got that modern music. I think it's the track Relax My Beloved by mm-hmm. Alex Clare mm-hmm. that she's listening, I think, on her phone. You've got this strange, very sullen voice over narration about self-reliance. And I don't know, what, what did you make of this? I didn't, I didn't like it as much as the, as the first two. Definitely not. It, it it detracted from the actual end feel of, and look and, and and everything of the film. But having said that, I would have been I would have been uh, scooped in. I would have been netted. I would have been caught by the first two trailers. So uh, I, I'll I'll let them off the third one. Yes, and clearly the audiences did. So because that one has got the level of views, views count on, on YouTube as the others. So um, something that 
came a, a bit of a um, running theme as well for the marketing. Blake Lively answering questions live on social media or YouTube. Uh, on the 15th of June, she was invited by iTunes trailers to answer questions about the making of the film, whether or not she's scared of sharks and so on and so forth. And, and that has, has happened a lot throughout the kind of campaign, both for the, the movie being released on the big screen, but of course the DVD, Blu-ray and, and digital. Now this movie premiered in June 2016 of course it's going to be done in the summer as people are going uh, to the beach and and there was a rollout across most of august and september uh, around the world just going to close the um the kind of the main marketing campaign before deep diving into social media with um, some of the things that they did back to the playfulness that you mm -hmm, mentioned mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. they had some adverts on discovery channel during shark week special which yeah. i thought well of course you're going to do that talk about being precise with your audience and so on and they also much much later on for the dvd release created an advert where you could essentially the people are watching the shallows in, at home but they are so taken by by the the story that they eventually imagine that their house is also in the water and the only safe place is their sofa so i thought it was just wonderful <laughs> how they did that but let's move on if you don't mind then to the social media uh, campaign there were some really clever things that they did now, to begin with, which we've seen before in other movies, they repurposed the feedback and the praises from printed and digital media into their own little style. Now, at first, I couldn't see what I was watching. I could see that there was obviously the text uh, from maybe IGN, you know, that's for surfing what the Blair Witch Project did for camping. I mean, what an accolade. And you have an image. But then... It's, it's framed within something that looks like a canvas. You have the hashtag, the shallows. You have, obviously, blooded fingerprints. I'm thinking, what is this? And I realized, oh, it's the old-fashioned uh, photos coming yes. out of the automaton, isn't it? Yes, it is. It, it's, uh, doesn't, doesn't the character in the film actually have some old photographs that she looks through at some point of a mother or something Correct. like that? Or, or at least that there's that uh, flashback of her mother. So uh, that's very clever how they did that. So, you know, not only did they repurpose the feedback and praises, but they used their own style, and there was a nod to the movie. So if you've seen the movie, there's a reward in terms of understanding what that is. And yep. if you haven't, there's the intrigue, and there's a payoff when you watch the movie. Then there was something that backed the playfulness, where we talked about the character of Blake Lively. There's obviously the locals who are also surfing or taking there. But there's another character that actually did get a spotlight <laughs> in the marketing campaign. Yeah, now this is this is phenomenal. This is the fav my favourite part of the whole thing, Pascal, because we were we watched the film again this week, as I always do when we um, have a film to review in film marketing. And as you know, when she originally gets injured by the shark, there's also a seagull that gets injured by the shark as well, and they end up basically sharing the same rock, don't they? The seagull's there, and it's got a broken wing, um, and it's got blood on it. And as I remember saying to Trish, you know, we obviously know the shark is CGI. That's not a real shark. But I wonder whether this seagull is CGI as well, because it's a remarkably clever seagull because they've obviously got it to do what it was meant to do, sit at a certain angle or squawk or flap its wings or whatever it was. And of course, I hadn't read your research at that moment. Uh, so I went on to Google to find out and I was utterly <laughs> delighted to find out that this was a seagull with a name, Sully Stephen Seagull or Sully for short. And it's a seagull actor. 
And, of course, they've made a big deal out of this over social media. But I was absolutely delighted. And apparently, it was a very gifted and well-trained bird. He's actually got his own entry on the Internet Movie Database, Sully Skit Siegel. And he's actually been in another film. It was called The Lighthouse. Um, and apparently, Sully Steven Siegel is still alive in a seagull sanctuary, or whatever you might call it, in Australia. So this bird genuinely almost stole the movie from Blake Lively. And you know what's lovely is that the filmmakers once again know what, what they've created yeah. as an experience and they know when to lean in with the fan base. So you're right, you know, Sully Steven Seagal had this one credit at the end of the movie. People took pictures and put them on social media and the official channels you know, the shallows responded. Yeah. You had people saying, you know, things like, um, you know, nothing more inspiring than Blake Lively battling a shark, but the seagull really held the movie together. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's just so funny. And 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 the shallows are retweeting it. And so it goes on. It's just wonderful um, how they played to that. But then they switched it as well. You know, they went into the territory of our fear of the water, mm. fear of sharks. As someone who was, used to go surfing when I was much younger, you are waiting for your next wave with your with de- legs legs dangling in the water, and you try your darndest not to go dun, dun, <laughs> in your head because it's literally just um, almost like a phobia, you know. And they had the hashtag fear the shallows, and they created a whole series of social media posts which you're going to read out to you using one-liners, two-parters, or my favorite, the rule of three. So the first one would be things like. There's something in the water. Hashtag fear the shallows. Watch your back. Then there's another one. Don't say we did not warn you. Get out of the water. You can read out the two parters if you want, Roger. Yeah, I mean, again, the, the one that I like is the watch your back. Mm. That's lovely. The, the picture of Blake Lively looking over a shoulder. Watch your back. You know, again, fear the fear the shallows. So if you look at the two parters you had, so that was the one-liners, and you had the two parters. Wherever she goes, comma, it will follow. Yeah. And you have, obviously, the, the picture. The next one, which um, is moving into the rule of threes, if it sees you, it breathes you, yeah. it hunts you. I mean, yeah. you know, hashtag fear, fear the shallows. And the one that was used as a secondary kind of um, poster as well, um, Outsmart, Outwill, Outlast. And then, you know, you've got a badly injured Blake Lively hanging on and taking on the shark as well. Can I just quickly mention, you know, those injuries, albeit special effects, practical effects, they look so, so incredibly painful. I think that was part of the experience, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. If you if you get a, a, an obviously fake injury, makes you actually wince and actually mm. almost grimace. I mean, when she was sewing herself up with the necklace, you know, you it's like, like horrible. I mean, and, and again, I would actually say that, you know, some of the photographs they were using in these um, rules of three, etc out smart out we outlast great photographs that they actually managed to take just like the thumbnail from the um uh, trailer they really took their time to select the photographs that would work just one, last one on the rule of three because i think they, they used that a lot in in the trailers and teasers it's about repeating and reinforcing the you know the challenge mm. and the, the ordeal so you've got 100 yards from safety 50 yards from the boy 
and one eighteen thousand pounds of shark. In yes. Screen, you know? So, just using numbers, which I've not seen done uh, as often, but again, created in in that kind of really uh, exquisite style of the, the movie and so on. And whilst the campaign on social media was only for a few months, you know, it was literally the duration of the launch and then maybe getting to the, the release of the DVDs, they created so much content in there. But I would argue it's something you could almost want to have as a playbook. You would want to have this as a coffee table to look at in, in full size. Oh, I I agree. I agree. It's a great social media campaign. And, and it was social, wasn't it? Um, I mean, there's a difference between just putting adverts out on social <laughs> media, but actually getting people to interact with you. And obviously, people were interacting about the seagull, etc. But there was there was other interactions as well, wasn't there? Yeah. So continuing with the playfulness and and this tongue in cheek, and so they would do things like talking to people about you know that Monday feeling, Monday morning. Uh, but they had a picture of Blake Lively being chased by the shark, and you thought your Monday was bad, you know? Yes, <laughs> yes. You have that. Um, of course, of course, it is Blake Lively, and of course, her husband Ryan Reynolds had to kind of uh, kind of uh, participate. So there's, <laughs> there's a post retweeted by the Shallows official Twitter account where Ryan Reynolds talk about actual footage from the first date with my wife and this picture <laughs> of the shark yeah. about to bite Blake Lively. Yeah, that's very good. That's very good. And then she follows with her response saying, remembering the first date with Ryan Reynolds. So there's a picture, or there's a video of her being bitten for the first time. There's blood everywhere and the word Deadpool. Deadpool. Um, so that little play with the audience. And if you mm -hmm. don't know that they married, if you don't know that um, Ryan Reynolds was in Deadpool, you can still have a smile because it's well executed. The one that made me wince was the one about diamonds are a girl's best friend, which is the the moment where she uses her um, earrings to stitch together the, uh, uh, the wound <laughs> when she got bitten in the leg. And you, know, you kind of go, yeah, see what you're doing. And then they even had the um, happy Halloween fans. Yes. And people were sending pictures of themselves um, dressed like Blake Lively with fake blood all over their, their, you know, where the injuries was and people dressed as sharks chasing <laughs> the, um, you know, the other people. And so it went on. Yeah. So yeah. We, we've seen you know, campaigns before where you can see that there is expertise in the art of social media marketing but this is the first time where I saw some real complicity with the audience. Yeah, no, I think the, the social media campaign for me is one of the best examples we've had in film marketing so far because, I mean, we've seen some pretty impressive ones, admittedly, but this one genuinely got people's imagination going and people were interacting. And that's what social media is about, isn't it? It's a conversation between two people, to, between two audiences, and they really nailed it here. They did that indeed. So, you know, listen, we've spent a lot of time talking about the marketing of the shallows. So how do we wrap this up? So I think for me, we can derive three to four lessons. So number one, ignore the naysayers and the critics and yes. get on with your project. Tell your story to the best of your ability and get on with the promotion. Um, second lesson for me, react swiftly to the positive feedback and the fans and create your own range of visuals and, and have fun with it. And I think that's really quite the third one I would say, and that's credit to the director and to the production team, know your genre, you know, know the story you want to tell and stick to it. And what is interesting is that the director was very, very keen, Colette Serra, the Spanish director uh, behind the, the, mm. the orphan, I think, and many others 
he wanted the Shouse to be recognized as a survival horror film. And, and I think he was successful in that. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about The Seagull just one, one more time uh, because this is a piece of um, information that I managed to find out myself as well. You've got to expect the unexpected. Now, they decided they would go with a real seagull. Now, I didn't know this, but seagulls are apparently extremely clean animals, a bit like cats. You know, cats spend their entire lives cleaning uh -huh. themselves. Now, they actually had to put fake blood on the um, seagull to show that its wing had been broken and the seagull kept cleaning the fake blood off because it doesn't want to have anything on its feathers so every every more or less every single shot they had to reapply the fake blood because in between shots the seagull was cleaning the blood the blood off i just think that's fabulous that is it is and <laughs> i mean to, to your point we've got to, and that's probably why I, I like the shallows as much as i do i'm also sensing that this would have been a tough shoot you know yes. the, the amount of time spent in the water by all you know cast yes. and crew the planning probably you know being very dependent on weather conditions and light conditions and so on i, I don't think it, it, it was easy no. uh, maybe the easy part was the cgi stuff frankly because at least you have full control so i think there's also some elemental respect on, on my part which means that you know i can't wait to watch this for the fourth time absolutely right i think i'm waiting for i don't know whether there's a 4k ultra um hd version we certainly watched it on blu-ray and hd but i'm certainly waiting for the 4k version to come out and that will be my fourth outing for this as well pascal what a fantastic choice for film marketing this week thank you for bringing the shallows back onto the screen really enjoyed talking about it and what an incredible marketing and social media campaign everyone thank you so much for watching and listening to two geeks and a marketing podcast episode 83 it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today if you've got any feedback for us please do leave a comment on the youtube channel look for us on twitter or pascal they can use something called speakpipe just quickly remind me of the speak URL. Uh, speakpipe.com forward slash two gigs and a marketing podcast. Fantastic. Just leave us a message or a question or a suggestion. We'll listen to everything and we'll respond to everything. Thanks again for watching. Thanks again for listening. Until the next time, go out there and make sure that your marketing is done right. I was Roger Edwards and he was Monsieur Pascal Fintoni. Thank you for listening to the Film Marketing Academy podcast, the audio series dedicated to helping filmmakers create better film marketing campaigns faster. For more information about our film marketing consultancy and training services, go to filmmarketingacademy.com and book your free discovery video call. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and follow your host on social media for more updates.